Hey friends, there's a few dates in particular coming up, which I'd like to see as many 12 and a half as possible in the next few months. Um, March 15th and 16th, I'll be headlining Laughs Unlimited in Sacramento. Uh, April 5th, I'll be at the Last Best Comedy Club in Bozeman, Montana. Uh, I'd love it if we could get some 12 and a half in the crowd for those, uh, those particular dates. And the first week of May, I'll be at the MGM in Las Vegas. Be fun to party with you there. TJ will be in Syracuse February 16th and 17th. Raleigh, North Carolina, the Improv, March 8th and 9th. And uh, if you want more details about his dates, go to tjmillerdoesnotthaveawebsite.com. And enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. Answering the questions you don't have. Deep conversations in the shallow end. Two men with lots of ideas and less than an hour. Intelligent-ish. This is Cashing In with T.J. Miller. Welcome to Cashing In with T.J. Miller. It's our inaugural episode. That's right, and I'm T.J. Miller. My name is Cassius Levy. And uh, we're going to be talking about uh, quite a few things today. A lot of important stuff. Should we start off with the triple banger? Let's start off with a quick triple banger, lightning round. Uh, we're going to be doing that every single episode. Real excited about it. So uh, let's triple start Triple banger, off. lightning round, podcast one. Okay. Take one. Yeah. TJ, if you could sleep near a celebrity, who would it be? So not with a celebrity, but near a celebrity. That's right. Um, I think I would like to sleep near or around the area where Clive Owen is sleeping from Shoot 'Em Up and... That other movie where no one could have babies anymore. What was that called? Do you remember that? Uh, you ever saw that? I don't yes, know what that is. It's a tough one. It's called something about men. Men, children of men, children of children men. of men. And I think, you know, I, I, if you, if I was going to sleep with a celebrity, I, I can't really decide who it is. But if I was to sleep near one, I feel Clive Owen. I think that he would he could protect you if you woke up and. You know, there was there was some sort of issue, some sort of yeah. attack. Yeah. Someone was attacking you at night. I feel that if I was sleeping near Clive Owen, he would wake up and, and fight and, and, and protect me. But if I was sleeping with him and he woke up, he would he would probably hit me or kill me. Yeah. Because he'd be like, why are you sleeping near me? Yeah, this and is the say, lightning. Somebody asked this me is the lightning. Question. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Next one. Uh, so you're... Uh, here's what I wanted to ask you. For the uh, triple banger lightning round, um, what is what do you think the most surprising fish is that you can get out of the ocean? Yeah, I would say mermaid. Really? Yeah, but it's not a fish. It's half. It's a mythical creature. It's it's a mythical creature, and uh, I think you have to club them. You pull them up on the boat. You no, got to club okay. them. And then I believe that would be murder. Do you not think that that's murder? Well, you yes. It would, it would be murder. So you would, it, it would, because it changes from killing a fish to to murder, if half of it is a person. That's true. The whole question changed and morphed into something we didn't want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, uh, I think the, mo- uh, yeah, all right. I think it would be a a porpoise, the most strange fish. Yeah, just to just to put your hand in the sea and pull something out. If it's a porpoise, that's going to be people on the beach are going to lose their minds. 
Yeah. First of all, how is that guy holding a porpoise? I was picturing uh, someone doing this with a, a fishing rod. You actually pictured yourself with a hand pulling yeah. an animal out of the sea. Yeah. Is that, something, is that something you've experienced in the past? Yo, yeah. That's how I fish. I've never <laughs> fished with a rod or a line. I always fish with the, yeah. I grab it, and then I pull it out, and hopefully it's surprising to those yeah. that are the onlookers. But look, I feel sorry for the fish when I when I go fishing. You know, they say it doesn't hurt the fish mm-hmm. to throw them back. Sometimes I've noticed when you throw them back, they float. <laughs> I, th- I think dead. it hurts the fish. Yeah, I think it hurts be, the fish. That would be a dead fish. Triple banger. Okay. Question three. All right, you got one, or was I just asked one? You just asked my question. Yes, that's right. So, what, what are the other questions we're talking about? Favorite mayonnaise. Favorite taste of mayonnaise. Well, here I'm going to say about mayonnaise. I, you know, I try not to eat it at all. I think mustard is a good. I, I would rather do mustard almost every single time. Nine, I would say nine times out of ten, and then I make mayonnaise a gift. To myself for a, for a tough day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you throw a little mayonnaise on that uh, Capicola sub. We've just experienced that. your first triple banger lightning That's round. That's a triple banger a triple lightning banger. round. We're going to be doing those every every at the beginning of every episode. We're going to fire them right away. Boom, boom, boom. And usually, you quick. know. Yeah. It was really quick. It was Let's move quick. on to where were you. Okay. Um, so in this. So you're just. Go ahead. Where was I? Where were you? Okay. Um. I was just in the Indian food restaurant downstairs. And I wow, got you a, took it very literally. Yeah, I was downstairs. Um, that's where I just came from. And uh, I ordered some chicken tiki masala. And uh, it's always a struggle with me whether or not to order lamb. But it was very dark down there. And uh, there were three or four men that were kind of intimidating. And they sort of, I said, well, what would you guys get? And all of them said chicken tiki yeah. masala. And it's hard when you ask the advice of a waiter, even if one, but if several chime in and say, uh, you should get this one. You should get that. It's very difficult to go, you know, I'll have the lamb because you're sort of saying, in fact, fuck all your opinions. It's actually <laughs> what I think about. Thank you for your input. Fuck yourselves. I'm going to make my decision on my own. You clearly made a clear, <laughs> unanimous suggestion. And I'm going to go ahead and take that and throw it in the trash. Maybe piss into the can, the trash yeah. can, and then order my own well, lamb curry. And, and it was, I was down there with you. Yes, That's you where were. I was, too. Okay. Although I was going to go further back to the uh, dry bean convention. I want to hear now. that. We've got to hear that next. But I was downstairs with you, and it was very intimidating down there. It was just me and you and uh, four people uh, wearing turbans. Yeah. Uh, trying to force us to sit down. It now, meant a lot to them to that we fair, sit down. To be fair, one of them was wearing a turban. That's really you really went straight for a stereotype. There. That was an act of. I want to be honest with you. It was such a large. You, I want you to own up to this. It was such a large turban. <laughs> it, was, it was a big turban. It was the largest I'll turban I've that. seen. It's, that really three people could have fit in it. I will say truly, you're right because I did when I looked at the turban and tell me if you had the same moment. I sort of looked at everybody and saw the guy in the turban. I was like, A, that's a gigantic turban, and B, you obviously own the place. Why are you dressing? Yeah. So Indian. So like, Indian. why not? Everybody else is in collared shirts. Turban, it was like the Indian Pope hat. It did. It looked like it looked like a set piece from Indiana Jones. Yeah, it was like a cone heads. It was it was shocking. It was heavy duty. But the, I did. You, I thought it was weird. Did you feel uncomfortable when the the, the three of them approached us and sort of said, "Take a seat," you know, sit down. And we said, all right, no, we're fine, we're fine. We're just kind of standing and talking about something important. And then they came. The turban guy comes over and he goes, "Please, please sit down, please." Yeah. And I, we kind forcefully. Of yeah, and I, I I felt like they wanted us to sit down, yeah. and that's why I said, "Do is it okay if we stand?" Like, and what's then the answer said, to that? Well, no. And then he said, "Then you must dance." No, he didn't say, <laughs> he did, he but did. he did say, "He goes." Yeah, I said, "Do you mind if we stand?" And he goes, "You can, um, 
you can do whatever you want. Your own, the place is all yours because there's no one else in there. He goes, you can dance if you want to. And there's a weird moment where we kind of didn't know how to respond to that because obviously we're not going to in cash because maybe later. Maybe yeah. later. <laughs> Maybe later on. Like a, like that was a real possibility. Not just yeah. like, oh, no, we're okay. Cash goes, I want to leave that option open, didn't you? That's right. That's right. So that's where we were. We were <laughs> in the we just Indian were. restaurant. But tell us about the, because you mentioned it, but I haven't heard about the bean well, convention. I, I just had a long road trip. Did the uh, okay. dry bean convention in Hilton Head, uh, mm-hmm. South Carolina. Um, they warned me. You're a national touring stand. I, I'm a touring stand-up comedian. Uh, I also do corporate gigs also. Uh, Mm -hmm. clubs uh this particular corporate they warned me not to talk about lentils right it's been a bad year for lentils is that true they honestly asked me not to talk about lentils as if a majority of my act well because a lot of times when we go on the road by not talking about lentils (laughs) well a lot of times when we go on the road you know we get to a college or a corporate gig and they say you can't use curse words don't talk about homosexuality somebody just died in a terrible fire don't bring up anything regarding fires and, but in this instance, because it's the bean convention, they said no lentils. No lentils. Kibosh on the lentils. Yeah. And uh, they, they were a little – it went well. They were a little offended by the uh, – there's baby lima beans. And I just said, I think you're you know, picking the baby limas a little early. It's a little <laughs> – That's the veal of beans. Yeah. That's what it I is. said. That's what I said. They're in cages. I, and did they get angry cruel. about that? They, they – they squirmed a little, making me believe that perhaps there was some truth to it. They squirmed, they, they squirmed a little. I said, let them grow, because there's large llamas and baby llamas. Yeah. And I said, look, let them grow large. Why are we picking them Which off the vine so early? Which is obviously a quote that you lifted from Marie Antoinette. Not as famous as the let them eat cake, but let them eat, let them grow, let the beans grow. That's right. Yeah. So you, what was your, uh, that is true. Can we just, uh, do you agree with that? Ba- baby lima beans are the veal of the bean. We world. need to stop the persecution of baby limas. Well, it's certainly, certainly the early harvest yeah. of the beans. Yeah. At such an early age. Yeah. And how did the show them. go, though? How did uh, it go? was fantastic. Did it go really yeah, well? It was really good. They have you a very, they always uh, do well in those have weird fun. situations. It's fun. It's fun to riff. Me and TJ and I love to riff with crowds, and corporates are great. There's a way. lot of riffing. Then I went to Seattle. Right, because uh, that's a great trip. We go Hilton Head straight back to Seattle, and uh, Seattle's fantastic. The boats, though, the, the everyone waves when they're on the ferries. Yeah, why? I think they're. You mean they're waving to you, to each other, to on the ferries as you pass in the ferries? Yeah, it's like uh, our friend Isaac. It's like, yeah, we're we're not wet. You know, like they're very excited. <laughs> that's what they're communicating yeah. every time. We're not, Are you we wet? No, us either. Hey, hey. <laughs> yeah, I think. You know, it's uh, it's Isaac Witte has a very funny uh, joke about people on bridges waving to people on boats, you know, and just that sort of connection. Like, we're the bridge. We're landbound. We're the sea. (laughs) It's just a weird moment where everybody wants to make each other aware of of the fact they're doing that. But I I, you always do do well because we we both travel. We both do corporate gigs. We both do um, a variety of different type of stand up uh, situations. And the bean convention, I feel like I would have had trouble. But you. You always do well, so well in those situations. And I know you've heard the story, but I want to share a story with the listeners where I did the, uh, I did a Boy Scout convention when I had only been doing comedy for maybe two years, and this was in Chicago, and it was in a huge ballroom. It was it wasn't it wasn't children Boy Scouts, which is what everybody thinks in the beginning. It was ex Boy Scouts that were now in the engineering industry nationwide, all over the United States. They flew into Chicago because. This is a, you know, it's a big deal. If you're an ex-Boy Scout, that's a reunion I'll fly 
to another city. Ex-Boy Scout engineers. Ex-Boy Scout Very specific. Right. So as opening for Tammy Pascatelli. Do you know her? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Really interesting Italian woman. And so she she was going to go on after me. So I went up just to sort of warm the crowd up. And as I could have... Were you wearing a turban or not? I was no turban. But a man near me was wearing a turban big enough for me to sort of slip my head under to get it warm right before the performance. (laughs) So then I go on stage and I go up... And uh, as I'm walking on stage, because I can feel that the guy's introducing me, he goes, okay, now are you ready for your entertainment? Ladies and gentlemen, um, he's the voice of Old Style Light, which I was in Chicago, uh, for for, uh, for their, their radio campaign right now. And uh, he has performed at Second City. And oh, uh, real quick, I just want to say... Just so you know, the dessert bars are ready, and they're at the bu- the dessert buffet is 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 open, so you guys can get dessert. And please give it up for T.J. Miller. Literally, that's <laughs> what he said. As I'm ascending the staircase, maybe four steps. Each step that I took, a more hundreds of more people stood up. Glasses were clinking. The dessert buffet, by the way, is at the back of the room, so everyone stood up and turned away from me. Just thousands of people's backs. There was probably. Three or four thousand people there, <laughs> thousands of people's backs to me as they walk towards the dessert. And here's the problem: the cake desserts are all on one side, and then all you can see very clearly there's like a chocolate fondue thing, like a fountain on the other side. And everybody got up and then tried. Well, where's the cake? Are you? Oh, you, oh, you, oh there's chocolate over here. And everybody's pushing each other and moving out, <laughs> trying to maneuver their way to which dessert bar they wanted to go to. And I'm on stage and I go, "Hey, everybody." Um, so I got called a gay wad recently. <laughs> That's funny. One gay isn't enough for me. I'm a wet clump of homosexuality. <laughs> Nothing at all. Then I tried to riff because that's our instinct, yeah. obviously. So I go in and I start riffing with the crowd. And I'm talking to this one guy. I say, hey, so you used to be a Boy Scout. So what do you do now, engineering? And he's like, I'm an engineer. I said, yeah, I know, sir, I know. But what kind of engineering? He goes, stop talking to me. That's what he said. <laughs> Just straight up. Second thing. Stop talking to me. I'm enjoying my dessert bar. You know. So I've had some terrible things. So it was awful. As I get off stage, I'm thinking in my mind, this is terrible. I can never do any corporate anything ever again. This was a terrible idea. And as I walk down, Tammy Pascatelli is yelling at the people who organize the event, going, I'm not going on there until he gets them to pay attention. And so when I came down, they go, you got to go back up there and tell everybody to pay attention. So then I went back up, and they made me sit there for another 10 minutes, just going, hey, guys, so the headliner's coming up, so everyone come sit down. How have you been enjoying Chicago? Don't talk to me. Okay, yeah, probably shouldn't have gone back to the same guy. Well, that, uh, yeah. you know, that's, that's, you know, part of what you're getting paid for with corporates is you're, you're being thrown in a bad situation. And, you know, you just have to survive it. I had one similar to what you're talking about in Utah. Yeah. And then we'll move on to the always essential questions. Time, but always tough. Always tough. But uh, they put me in Home Depot in the middle of the room. Uh, there was, I, I swear to God, there was a juggler next to the, I, I wouldn't even call it a stage, a big right. mound. I was I was basically talking to a speaking spell, and there were gifts all around me. There was also uh, uh, tables where people were eating. So the only way to get their attention is I just started giving the gifts away. Right. Which we're supposed to be, really? <laughs> uh, yeah. Just start giving gifts away. So that if you pay attention, uh, I'll get, you know you can have a gift. And at the end of my set, I just said, uh, "Kids, when I walk off stage, everyone grab a gift." No. Yeah, that was the first show I ever had where I set up a getaway car on stage. Is that true? Yeah. Did you? I said to him at the opener, "I said, start the car." No. Yeah. I right before that. I got off stage, I go start the car, I bring it around, bring it around. I was in Myrtle Beach recently. <laughs> it's such a bad show. Second show Friday, that I 
had to get in my car before people had paid their tabs. That's how quickly I wanted to be out of that physical space. <laughs> and I went back, and I, as I was driving home, I was like, I should, uh, you know, this is a time to go have a drink and just be in a strip club alone and maybe cry during a private dance. And even as I pass the strip club, I'm like, I'm too depressed. I can't go in there. I don't want to bring the strippers' um, like moods down. That's really what I thought. I was like, I'll be in there. I'll be such a negative Nancy in the strip club that it'll ruin these ladies' nights. I can't do that. So I just went home and kind of sat in my hotel room, looked into the mirror for a while, and kind of mouthed the words, what happened? What happened? <laughs> so that's where we were. And now... That's where we were. Let's move on to the next let's move on. Like let's move on. Uh, Cash and TJ are now going to ask some of the essential questions of human nature. Yeah. Starting off, where we really delve into what we yeah. think are essential, the questions. important essential questions of human nature. Questions today we tackle shoes versus bags. Yes, and this is specifically when it comes to women. Obviously, that's kind of where we. I think it applies universally to to all human beings. I really, Cash and I were talking about how I think that there is a very there's a very strong difference between a woman that will spend her money on a bag. Or a woman who spends her money on shoes, and we're not we're not necessarily talking about one pair of shoes. That's that's its own kind of subcategory. We're talking about what if a woman has a lot of money and she's going to buy clothing. If she, does she spend it on a purse? Does she spend it on shoes? And you don't think there are women who do both? I think there are women who do both, but I think those women are either very wealthy or they're they have a, a serious personality disorder borderline personality <laughs> disorder or and I, I you know obviously don't want to go there but bipolar is also a possibility <laughs> but I think uh, I I prefer bag women well but, but do you and think that goes that, for homeless women too yeah I was just gonna say do you think that they get a bad uh, reputation and do you think that they start their downward spiral by buying too many bags bag women do they end up as actual bag women yes there has to be because there's no shoe women there has Out to on the be street. statistically. That's true. No one is saying, oh, "Look at that sad shoe woman." No, they're saying, "Look at that bag." It's always woman. a bag woman. So I think, and you prefer bag women. You may prefer what could eventually the downtrodden. Become. Yeah. No, I, I disagree. I think there's got to be statistically at some point somebody, some woman, has bought so many bags that she's slowly, yeah, you know, d- d- degenerated into a bag woman on the street. But I think. In general, bag women are – I prefer them more because I feel like that's a woman who instead of buying three pairs of shoes and having this sort of insatiable need for more shoes, a woman who will spend a good amount of money on a bag, she knows that bag's going to last for a long time. And you can, you can carry your bag with you. You can take that bag out every day. You need to be thinking about getting a bag that you can have every day. Shoe women, how often are you going to wear a pair of shoes? Really? How often are you going to wear an expensive pair of shoes? Yeah, that's Maybe true. once a week, pos- at the most. Yeah. And even then, people are saying, oh, she bought those shoes and she's wearing them like every other day. At least that's what I say. When I see a bitch in the same shoes as last Thursday, take them things off. Go get a bag. Put a couple bags on them feet. That's what I yell at women sometimes. <laughs> I've seen you do that. It's it's a little awkward. It is awkward. Yeah, well, the only awkward. time you've seen us do it is when the two of us were at a nurse. <laughs> That's a real stretch. You know, I, I, I think we have to be careful defining people by what they buy or what they do, though. For example, people that smoke marijuana, I like very much often. But some people define themselves by their marijuana smoking. They start buying uh, marijuana shirts. 
Oh yeah, that's always bags. Too much poster of uh, Bob Marley. I think that's what makes a stoner versus somebody. They make it a lifestyle choice. I like uh, I like uh, grilling. I don't have like a Weber grill next to my bed. Well, but even to take a step further, you wouldn't wear a Weber grill necklace and you know. I don't have a picture of. Right. Bob Marley grilling. Yeah, it would be George Foreman. Bathroom. You don't George have a Foreman picture of George Foreman, kind of with a with a hamburger patty in one of his. Yeah. what is that? A spatula? When you call yeah. that, that you would. It's a spatula. No, yes. no. What is it really? Yeah. What is this called? That thing. That's a spatula. Yeah, I think the it thing is. to flip burgers is a spatula. Yes, it is. That is. I'm going to call yeah. fucking bullshit on that. No, I, I'm looking uh, it up. Let's get our producer. Our to, producer, man. Yeah. Says yes, it is. Yeah, he's nodding his head. It's very frustrating. Yeah. So we've just tackled some of the essential questions of human. I think nature. so, but you didn't answer on your end. Do you prefer? Because I think nobody describes himself as a bag woman or a shoe woman. No, I prefer especially bag ba- woman. actual bag woman. You do. Yeah, I do. Um, but I prefer a woman that travels light. God damn it. Yep, it's yeah. confirmed. It yeah, is a, a spatula set. It's a picture yeah. of George Foreman on my Oh, shirt. God. It's actually a picture of George Foreman saying, it's called a spatula, motherfucker, <laughs> with no ER. That's the name. Oh, dear. Google can do that Thank now. you. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm a bag person. I like women who uh, like bags. Yeah. Women gonna... that care too much about shoes. Uh, where's all your money going? And you I don't know? want her to care about my feet either. You don't? No. Are you self-conscious about your feet? I, I I don't want her to care about if I groom my feet. Let's. I still think men need to be... Do you groom your feet? No, I don't. You don't? I still think men need to be men. Which is not and I, I think that if you. Feet. I think that if you spend time on your feet as a man, I think you're questionable. But don't you... You cut your nails, right? No. You don't? No. I you think they should fall, fall right off. off. Really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's not real. I, I do. What I, I don't think... What a terrible primate you are. Yeah. I think we need to let ourselves go a little bit. Really? Yeah. The lower we go on our bodies, the further we should let ourselves go. Well, I think, you know, between you and me, I sort of have an opposite thing. I don't ever get haircuts and I don't shave my face. I just sort of tear at it with a spatula. And uh, so it's one of those things. And then as I get closer, my feet are, are, are pedicured every morning and they're put in a tub of Kiehl's lotion. And I let them sit there for two or three hours to absorb maximum. And then I bind them like a, a Chinese princess from the 17th century. Kind of, you know, one of those princesses that's still kind of doing it after the practice is over. It's like, it's the 17th century. What are we yeah. doing right now? But she's still, you know, very, very deep into the Chinese culture and the foot binding and all that sort of stuff. So that's what I do that. And then I kind of, you know, and then I'll have somebody wheel me to my various auditions and um, and lunch appointments. But, but the pussification of man concerns me. I we know what concerns me more than that. You the using word, the I word thought, pussification. I, <laughs> I think the the fact that men are using the word pussification <laughs> is the most saddening and striking example of the pussification. I think that the fact that me saying the word pussification means your you level means of pussification. Then the pussification has gotten too high. I got to tell you right you now. You should be able to say about, that. Can I just say this? Yeah. You're about to explain pussification, <laughs> but it's like if anyone listening can't have figured out what pussification no, no. means. I have to defend the phrase pussification. But it, I think pussy cat it makes you cats. a pussy. I think it, it's saying, about cats. I think saying pussification makes you kind of a pussy. No, I don't agree with that. You don't. No, and I'm willing to. I'm willing to fight over this. Why don't? You, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
prove, outside to prove my manhood. First of all, you can't hit or touch my feet during the fight. <laughs> Second of all, your feet are bound. It's not going to be a fair fight. They're bound to whoop your ass if you keep saying pussification. My nails are as sharp as razors. <laughs> no, they're not. They've fallen off because <laughs> you don't tend to them like I do. I have them uh, cut into a, a point on each each fingernail, and then I can use them for weapons. You know, TJ. I want to move on to my favorite section in the show. Let's do it. This titled uh, "What Hurts." What hurts? Well, my forehead. And I'm not kidding. I just kind of gave a little rub to my forehead, and uh, and I caught a little bit of my fingernail on it. Perfect. Let's move on okay. to the. Practical living in the modern age. Practical living in the modern age, a section where Cash and I talk over some practicalities that we have created or discussed or have an opinion about to try and help you live practically in the modern age. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right? So I think the first advice we can give is don't use the word pussification. Ever. Ever. Unless you want to get your ass kicked by a guy who just uses the word pussy. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's... That's that's our first practical piece of advice. I wanted to bring up uh, something that you and I have been discussing, which We've is the concept this, yeah. of advanced tipping. Yes. So let, let's tell the story of the first time that we did it. Well, I think we were discussing – it's sort of archaic for people to tip after the meal. I think uh, you don't know what you're going to get uh, from your server. So we decided to pre-tip and yes. then also post-tip. Yes. And you had an interesting approach where you, as you were pre-tipping, told them you would also post-tip. And you know what? I think you got to do that. So here, here's here's where we're coming from with this. I'm. We went to a Mexican cantina near my house. Yeah, you don't have to be racist. Sorry. We went to a Mexican watering hole near my house. And when we went there, we sort of sat down and we got a good vibe from the bartender girl, right? I mean, she came over to take her order outside. We said, do you mind if we sit outside? She goes, well, it's just me, but that's fine. She was cool, right? Tattoo, sort of a suicide girl look. We immediately connected. She thought we were funny. We thought that she had a good sense of humor and was funny. And I think when you make that connection, why wait till the end to show them that you're a good tipper? Because you know what you're going to tip. I think very quickly often, right? Wouldn't you yeah. say, how quickly do you think, Cash, you, after seeing the waiter and the service, how soon do you decide if you're doing 20%, 30%, for whatever? Yeah, you've decided after the first uh, interaction. Yeah. You've really, in my opinion, you've decided within the first couple minutes. And so we thought, why not t- give a tip in advance, maybe give them $20 cash and say, and on top of this, we're giving you a 20% tip. We want you to know that. Now, you don't do this all the time, obviously. No. You don't go into a Denny's. Order a grand slam, and if the woman is, you know, smiling at all, do an advanced tip. You do this for the people that, when you were gonna give them a great tip at the end anyway, do the advanced tip. See how that changes the experience, and we found that it did. Right? Don't you think? Yes, she was amazing. She was so yeah. excited about. It works. We had already made her day. Right? I mean, she had already gotten, you know, what was gonna be the best tip of her day early on. It was like 11 a.m. And uh, the whole rest, yeah, she came over. She wanted to take shots. She was excited. It wasn't about getting free stuff, by the way. You know what it clear. is? It's it's foreplay. It is a little bit. Yeah. It's and it, but it's it's it was the equivalent. If you had to make a sexual analogy, it's the equivalent of really spending some time on foreplay as a man. Mm-hmm. I think because then a woman knows. All right, then the sex is going to be good because this guy's into really getting it started. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, that's one of the ways that we can make almost anything an analogy to sex. 
<laughs> I guess what that proves. But I think so. I want to encourage people to try it. Just do, you don't have to do a bunch. Just try it once. Go out there when you find a waiter, a server, a waitress, whatever, even a busboy who refilled the water quickly. Throw some change in him. Throw fifteen quarters in him. Throw throw those into him. Yeah, yeah. In throw them into his mouth, into his pouch. <laughs> Almost like if it's a busboy who's a kangaroo. He's got a, a marsupial busboy. You he, throw it in the throw pouch. them in the pouch. Don't try and get the change out. Open those the pouch. Have stick mucus. it in. Isn't that true though? <laughs> Sticky. Make the it. pouches have mucus in them. Did you know yeah. that about kangaroos? I, I've I've often talked about this, but I. <laughs> No, I just have often wanted a pouch. I don't understand why people when they have surgery on their bodies, they have surgical implants done like in their breasts. I'd have a pouch. You put some food in there. Be like, hey, you got any food? Let me check my pouch. Got some hot pockets. Got a skittle. You'd have. Why aren't people doing surgeries that will help them be better? No, I would. I would. No, I would install a tail. Absolutely not. I would. First of all, I'm why aren't call, we doing useful that's surgeries? BS. That's BS on the tail. I absolutely would install a tail. No way. The only reason you for do balance. that is because you're married. No, not for balance. You have a lot of trouble. Yeah, You're it's always a pussification of man that we don't have tails. <laughs> Baloney. <laughs> Here's what I'll say: all plastic surgery is used to enhance looks. Why not? Why not? Why don't we do something? Why useful? Are we, you can't add something new because then you become deformed. That's a deformity. In a positive way, if you had a pouch, positive you a deformities. Think of think. Look, we go back to bag people. I want to. Don't say you think bag people would start? Maybe the extension of bag people is where they add pouches. I want to say this. Bag women would benefit largely from pouches because they're carrying so many bags of stuff anyway. They can put some of their trash and, and tin cans and stuff <laughs> in the pouch. But you can't – I think if you added a pouch, there's no way you could make that be cool. Even if your friends came over for dinner and your wife was really into it and you're like, look, guys, I got this pouch. You know, It's a piece of plastic surgery. I keep my wallet, my keys in here. I don't lose anything. It's so amazing. You guys should get a pouch. They would all be like, that's amazing, Cash. That's really great. And then behind your back, they'd call you like kangaroo. You know, <laughs> They'd make fun of you. You would be alienated. I think I think that you'd stand out. Uh, what is the expression? Peacocking. I think you would have shirts that actually were maybe those old half shirts well, where you'd a, see a, the pouch. I'm saying a belly shirt would become a yeah. very different thing. Yeah, you know, because then you're then we're talking. You'd never about lose it. your keys. You never lose your wallet. But uh, does it have the mucus in it? Um, does it? I'm going to go with no. Sans. No, no. So mucus. you're going to try and find a way. How does how do you keep it from drying out? You got to you got to wash it. Well. That's and you'd have to purchase the the, the pouch uh, lotion. And here we go. Now we find out lotion. it's just some another bullshit it's entrepreneur. It's God, scheme. dang it! <laughs> I'm trying to. Sell I it. have fallen for this a hundred times. I'm trying to Your sell. tail cream. Look. I bought ten tons of that. In fact, as you said, it was going on. I'll be honest with IPO. you. This whole podcast just about me trying to move some <laughs> pouch cream. Yeah. Which I mean, yeah, I've got tons of. Why did you I've start a lot of bottles? That's what I was going to say. Why did you buy and develop that cream before the trend? This podcast of pouch? is sponsored by. Pod cream. No, it's not. It's pod cream. <laughs> pouch cream. Pouch cream. <laughs> this podcast is this podcast, ladies and gentlemen. This podcast is sponsored by Pod Cream for when your ears get pretty chafed from listening to too much podcast. Go ahead and put on a little pod cream. Now it's time for tiny opinions brought to you by Fruit Loops. Let's do it. Tiny opinions brought to you by the teeniest, tiniest loops that are the fruitiest. <laughs> um, can I also? I just want to. I do want to say. On. I just do want to say, uh, everybody, please try advanced tipping and hit me yeah. up on Twitter and tell See me how it works. Hit us up on Twitter. You're uh, going to make friends that way. We have a Twitter handle. We should talk about that real quick. It is at cashing in with TJ Miller. Yeah, and that's a cash in, cashing with a, a G in it or no? Cashing, yeah, with a G. 
Cashing in. Cashing with in. TJ with TJ Just search cashing in with TJ Miller Twitter. You'll see it. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So let's let's move on to the next section. But I do want to hear what people think of the advanced tipping. Just do it once. Do it once this month. Make somebody's day by tipping them in advance, so that you can sort of receive the benefits from that. We always leave a great tip. We leave occasionally. You get the wave on the way out when they see the tip, and they go, "Thank you, thank you so much." Do it in the beginning. Let there be, you know. The do you ever do you ever uh, pay for the person behind you at a toll booth? You ever do that? I have done that. I have done that. How's that feel? It feels great. Do you slow down so they can catch up and kind of give uh, you a wave or not? That's yeah. the key. Oh, dude. <laughs> you're just clearly you, looking for clearly a just looking you. for a no. I you know I'll do what if it, you wait? You just wait. You pull up ten quarters. feet and you just wait for them to come up next to you. I'll throw some quarters in. I'll throw the quarters at the thing. Then I'll throw some more for the guy behind me. I'll give him the thumbs up and I'll throw some quarters at a bus boy if there's a bus boy near the toll booth. <laughs> you know, and I want to say I've never thrown quarters at a bus. No, boy. I've, I've never, never seen do you do that. I've thrown at a couple of bartenders though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cannot stand was there yesterday. This is so awful. I hate this. Do you hate this? When you're at a bar, you can't get the bartender's attention, and there's just a, a, a bar back kind of just sitting there, hanging out, waiting to clean glasses. Why is he not qualified just to do beer? Look, just bring me a beer. Here's feel, the money for I the beer. I feel the same way, and I think we've talked about this. But so I, infuriating. Look, I'm, I'm, there's a big crisis about not, not enough jobs, you know, not enough people working. Right. I think too many people are working, considering yeah. how bad most people are at their jobs. I think less people should have jobs. I, I mean, I, I I think I would agree with you only in the sense I think I get really mad when somebody is not doing their job and being even fake happy about it. If you're just, I went into a Radio Shack and I go, do you have a, do you have, do you have something for? And this is I used to work at Radio Shack, as many people know about yeah, me. Don't brag. Well, I, you know, some things, you there are accomplishments, like a PhD or something, where you do. You put yeah. a doctor in front of your name. Sorry. Yeah. It took me a lot to make it that far. I'd like people to recognize it. I used to work at Radio Shack. I was a sales associate, seasonal help. I was fired on January 1st. Here's the point. I went into a Radio Shack, and this... This guy I go. Do you have a do you have a do you have a, a, a wall charger? I need actually a car charger for my iPhone. You know, because we were in a car. When he, he goes, no, we don't have that. I said, well, this is Radio Shack, so I, I think are you out of it or or do you actually not have it? He goes, we don't have any. I said, but what do you mean? Do you mean that you don't? He goes, we don't have any. They're usually over here, but we don't have any. So then I start to walk out, and I'm like, wait, I used to work here. So I turn around, and I go. Do you have a wall charger and a DC universal USB plug or a DC sort of that you can plug an AC thing into? Mm-hmm. He was like, I don't think so. So I walked over to another sales associate, asked the same question. The guy goes, oh, yeah, of course. Gets me the two components to get what I need. I just turn around to him and I go, do you see this? This is what you should have said to me. We don't have a car charger for the iPhone, but we have a DC outlet that you can plug an AC wall charger into and we have that for the iphone do you understand and he went okay well i'm glad i could help you and i said no man (laughs) you didn't help me i I actually said this to him i go i helped you i did and i want you i want you to know that and he's like okay well i'll ring you up i said no no man i don't want you to ring me up because it's it's fucking commission over there and i often made less than minimum wage because it's hard to move a phone out there. <laughs> That's where most of the money is from their fo- the phones they sell. But I said, look, man, I helped you, okay? And he's like, okay, well, whatever. And I said, no, please, just acknowledge that. You didn't do anything for me. I would have walked out of here, and you wouldn't have made this sale if 
if, if I didn't ask somebody else. So I shouldn't even be giving you this commission. And he was like, whatever, man. It's like that guy should be fired for reals because there's somebody else who doesn't have a job and is unhappy that would go in there and plaster a smile on and be like, oh, I'm so sorry, blah, blah, blah. That's what they do. You know what I mean? Imagine if you had pre-tipped him. You know, uh, you might you that might have had true. to ask for your tip it's back. Sort of true. Is there with the pre-tipping? Is can you ask for the the tip back if it didn't work out? You no, I don't think so. Can't. I think once you make that call, you got to go forward. Yeah, man. yeah. All right. So but, that's what's but, but let me just say about this uh, job thing when you're chewing this guy out. Uh, do you I'm ever go so far out, as you? But do you ever go so far as you just say you're? Because I have kind of a couple stock lines when I'm upset with an employee. Do you? Yeah. What are they? Well, for example... I've never uh, heard this. You've yeah. Never told me I have this. a couple stock lines, just so I don't have to think about it on my feet. You know? Mm-hmm. You, you, uh, for example, if I'm chewing out an umpire, I, I coach a baseball team in my spare time. I'll walk over and I'll say, you're very, very bad at your job. Really? Yeah, that's right. And yeah. it's... It's not. I'm not too upset about it. I just think you should find a job you're better suited for because this job you're very, very. And you'll bad say at. all this. Yeah, yeah. So I'm very sincere. So that's more of a stock paragraph yeah. than a stock yeah. line. Now, if they throw me out of the game, <laughs> <laughs> Did they, and you have been thrown, out I have of the been game. thrown out of the game because we should say this. Then I escalate things and say, "You're an embarrassment to your family." Really? Yeah. That's your second. That's tier. my second tier line. Yeah. What do you, what happens if you have to go third to your anger? I've never had to go any further than your embarrassment. You've usually say, oh, been kicked well, out. Well, yeah. there was one time where I said you should hang yourself. Now what, <laughs> that's but that was true? A really that's really fifth game. tier. Yeah. That feels fifth tier. Yeah, that was because that is actually saying that escalates. Your things. next step is to no longer exist. <laughs> yeah, that is you're so bad at what you do. I believe I said you'd be doing all of us a favor if you go ahead and hang yourself. Wow, yeah. and that is also assuming that other people in the the stands would agree. Like if you turn and yeah. you're like. What would happen if, if, if he hung himself that everyone would say? It would be sort of a favor to all of us. It would be kind of yeah. a favor. I, I mean, I think You have to have stock lines ready, though. I like to say when I drive past people, and I think we're agreeing on this, I like when I drive past a bad driver, I like to go, you are not very good at driving, and it's making other people's days difficult. And then I'll drive <laughs> away. Because I think there's something funny about being mad but saying it in a very – passive way like no yeah fuck you blah blah yeah i'm, I'm like much better yeah one time at a, at a at a at a restaurant uh i think it's fast food or something the person screwed up the order and they can find it and then give it to us and we came back and we asked for fries and they said okay took the bag gave it back to us we came back and the fries were there but a sandwich was missing no joke so i went back and i was like this is we were missing one of the sandwiches and he's like I don't know, man. I don't know what to tell you. And I was like, what do you mean you don't know what to tell me? You're the only one involved in this. <laughs> it's not like you had an employee that did this. I'm talking to the person who's responsible for all this. I don't know what to tell you. I wish you could just say that all the time. Like, your girlfriend walks in and you're just having sex with someone else. There's cocaine everywhere and her all of her life savings is on fire. And there's like a video playing of you setting it on fire earlier and having sex with a different girl. And she's like, what is going on in here, TJ? And I go... I don't know what to tell you. I mean, saying on me, you know, so ridiculous. Well, I think that's what the employee stock line now is. Besides, I don't know what to tell you is uh, I think if you don't want to do anything in our country in this day and age, all you need to do is say my computers are down. Yeah. I was at the Cinnabon. The lady's like, sorry, sir, I can't get you a Cinnabon. Our computers are down. I said, are your hands and arms up and working? (laughs) Because I have to reach over and grab me a tasty bun. (laughs) Give me a yeah. tasty bun. Give me a tasty bun. Let's. Uh, I want. I, let me say this, yeah. and let's move on to the next thing. So, Cash uh, is uh, one of my very best friends in comedy, and he, you coach a little league, 
Coach Little League. I, I coach a high school team in, in my school. spare time. Sorry, no, so that's yeah. not Little League. Yeah, no. That would be derogatory if someone said to well, you, Cash, hey, someone introduced you to party and they said, hey, Cash actually coaches Little League, you would go, it's actually a high school. It's high school. So. <laughs> and if you could step away from me, please. <laughs> go get me some dip. I managed to <clears throat> to coach a high school team and just have games. They, they haven't noticed, but I just do games Mondays and Tuesdays, and then I leave town for the rest of the week. Is that true? Yeah, I've really managed to make this work. I really like that. And you also have a son who will eventually hopefully be coached by you, maybe. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's got skills. And your wife, and uh, and yeah, so you travel out, and we perform together a fair amount in Los Angeles, and we've tra- we toured also. We do. We're old friends. We work together in Chicago and... Brought it out west. But our biggest thing, the thing that we both enjoy very much, and uh, we like to consider ourselves mildly skilled at, the operative word being at, um, would be uh, that we riff a lot. Because I always I always find myself coming to you and asking your advice about crowd work and riffing with crowds. And your first, what what are the titles? Your first album was Extemporaneous, or that was your second one? That was my second album, Extemporaneous, and and then a a DVD. Crowd control. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, so and I don't, I don't tell anyone to our... hang themselves. No, it never escalates. <laughs> it never gets fifth both tier. Of us, both of us are quite friendly in terms of our riffing. We don't attack people. It's I not, feel really uh, strongly yeah. about that. A lot of comedians, even they try close to get a laugh really quick. Yeah. I think they're trying to get a laugh too quick, and they start ripping on how someone looks. And we should we should do we should talk about this in depth at another time. But yeah, we get a lot of people who will sort of say um, who will sort of say like you know they say something like sorry we just had. What looked to be one of the gentlemen from the Indian food restaurant downstairs yeah, yeah. come in and kind of give us a look like we heard you. No, our producer's leaving. He's he's uh, going to settle the situation down. Yeah, TJ, I think we should talk about. Uh, I think it's time for the maskers. Let's do it. I do, but I just wanted I wanted to set up our relationship because we are excited. About just let people know. Oh, yeah, great. we're gonna. Okay. Sorry, it turned out it was the uh, gentleman from valet looking for. Money and I don't know why he would need it right now. So I told him I was going to go downstairs. That's you. You know. You, I guess you have to pre-tip the valet here. Let me just. Let me just. Let me just ask this guy real quick. I just want to. I know it's a little unorthodox. Okay, so I'm just stalling here as TJ uh, tries to figure out what happened to his car. Looks like they've taken it to an impound uh, unit. So I'll be driving TJ home today. I don't uh, understand. Yeah. Okay. So what just happened was he just he just wanted to stop worrying about the car. And that's all he wants. He just wanted yeah, his just money wanted immediately. And he went, he's not, it doesn't seem like he's closing. I, I mean, do you think that could have been in a, you're an embarrassment to your family moment? Matt, do you think you might have thrown that out? Matt, I wonder what tier, Matt, Matt, what tier would you What say tier you would you take that to? He just went one tier. Okay, on, so then you the just anger. say, I think you're very bad at your job. Tier to anger is very important. Yeah, you have to tear your anger. All right, let's move on to the next section. Time for the maskers. The maskers. Now, this. Is a section where it's 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 really we started off calling it "Ask the Masters," and then we tried to come up with kind of a single word combining the two, and we came up with "maskers." But we realized that sounds sort of like it's a section where we do something where we're wearing masks or we mask other. Anyway, regardless, we already made we had the T-shirts and bumper stickers and everything made, so we've got to stick with maskers. I actually bought a fifteen hundred dollar banner that I've put around the uh, side of my apartment. And uh, that was, I mean, the color didn't come out right. It's a whole, I don't want to talk about that at all. <laughs> but regardless, let's move on. So this section we call the maskers. So yes, ask the, the maskers. maskers. Now, this is, we're going to be doing this. Because as you can tell, we're very knowledgeable creatures. We, we know yeah. a lot about a lot of little things, and we can help you. So if We you know enough to refer to ourselves as creatures. Yes. 
and, and that's not a pussification of the American male. Either. No. So what I'm going to do is uh, uh, I'm going to be taking questions from Twitter for the masker session uh, section. <laughs> and this is a session with the, with the masters and asking them. And so I'm going to read uh, some people's questions from the Internet, the Twitter Internet. Lester Diamond 28 on Twitter says, who makes the best effigies, Pakistan or Indian? Let me say hello to Lester, who's always been very nice to me and constantly asking me. You take that question downstairs. Yes. Who? I thought you really were going to. Who makes the best effigies, Pakistan or India? I I don't have a lot of experience with effigies. Yeah, that's that's kind of a harsh question. I think Indian. Um, Maybe India? Most effigies. We are more familiar with Indian culture than I am with... Pakistani culture, although one of my good friends, Kamal, is from pa- Pakistan. Um, yeah. Pa- I think it's pa- – isn't it Pakistan? It's not Pakistan. I think – I think uh, – I don't know. I, I think know. I'd put it that way. OK. So what – so I guess we're going to say no to that one. Our answer is no. Yeah, no. OK. Uh, Armo15 Armo asks, if you were not able to be a comedian and you had to shave the world, what color squirrel would you use? And that doesn't make any goddamn sense. So Shave the world? Yeah. And, and so let's just start with there. But let me say Armo 15. What, what, have you ever tried to shave anything with any color squirrel? Uh, it's impossible. <laughs> Ask me in 1998 in Salt Lake City. Uh, but uh, <laughs> if you had to shave the world... What what razor would you use? Let's ask that. You're to shave everybody. Yeah, I think I think I would use a, a, a Mach three. Would you? Yeah, yeah. If you had to use I think a blade, you need a couple blades, three blades. I'm going to say Profusion, the mm-hmm. vibrating one. Glide. Yeah, glide. Yeah, get through a little bit faster. All right, ready. Um, this is actually forecasting in with TJ Miller. He, he, he used that as the hashtag, which we would all appreciate you on Twitter helping us out with that hashtag. What is the best reason? To get into comedy or movies, for me, he said. But what would okay. you say, Cash? What would you say? What's the best reason to get into best comedy? reason? I think the best reason is to not have a consistent boss, the same one. I think that's uh, that's difficult. That's uh, one, of the, and oh, I think that's your boss. We're getting a call from yeah. my boss. Right that's actually now. the valet guy just, saying he just he uh, just calls again. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> I'm gonna need another two dollars. Um, I think that's that's my favorite part. Is your boss changes point. every week? That's your boss point. pays. Us. So you can uh, you you can kind of spread the wealth in terms of people you're upset with. If you burn a bridge in comedy as a, as a touring stand-up comedian, it doesn't really matter, right? You can just stand on another bridge and wave at boats. And I didn't, if you're listening to the start <laughs> of the podcast, I didn't understand that at all. Not what you just said, but I didn't understand that. No one club owner really sort of mattered so much that you right. couldn't burn a bridge with them. And, uh, and, and, and that was a great realization for me that I think didn't happen until I've been touring for about a year or two. Um, okay, here is the next question from the internet. Mary Kill Screw. This is from Alex Gavlik. Mary Killer Screw. Katie Holmes, Katy Perry. And Katie Couric. Who would you... Mary Kill Screw, Katie Holmes... Is this like a drinking game people Katie play? Perry, it sounds like a... Katie Couric. There's a structure to this game. Oh, you don't know this game. Because Mary... It's actually called Mary Kill Fuck. But it's who would you marry, who would you kill, and who would yeah. you have intercourse with? Sexual, not social. I'll go ahead and say I would... 
I wouldn't do anything to Katie Holmes because I've I met Tom Cruise and he seems like a man that could make you go away mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, if you needed to because I respect him I think he's nice so I don't want any I don't want any you trouble think with him. That you you think that the, he would actually put a hit out on you? I, I'm not going to say that. Ever. Okay, but I think I think I respect him enough. And that you don't want to have him. sex with his wife. I don't want to yeah. have intercourse yeah. or kill her or screw her. That's the problem. If you're talking about a married woman, you, you're not really supposed to marry her, and then your only other two options are fuck or kill her. What Can a you, terrible game. Yeah, it's it's a really a hurtful, it's a hurtful game. It is a hurtful game. You know what? I'm going to take, I'm going to snuggle with uh, all three of them. Maybe we Just should snuggle. do that. Is marry, kill, screw, or or triple snug? Snuggle. That's our version yeah. of the game. Marry, yeah. kill, screw, or triple snug? Uh, Cash would do the triple snuggle. I would. I would. I would. I would kill Katy Perry. I might take a shower with one of them just to rub against them a little. So bit. why don't we do that? Yeah. Snuggle, shower, shower, snuggle. And what would be the third option in our our version of the game? Make a collage for. Mm. So snuggle. Yeah. What was it? What was the other? Or one? a mixtape. Snuggle, take a shower, or make a collage or mixtape with. So I would. I would snuggle Katie Holmes. No. I would snuggle Katy Perry, shower with Katie Couric, because who's not going to want to hear that story at a dinner party for yeah. the rest of your life? <laughs> and then uh, I would, of course, make a collage for Katie Holmes with her I, and Tom I, I guess Cruise. the common denominators are all named Katie. Is that right? That's sort of his thing. Yeah, he's into yeah, that. Because that's good. Katie Couric, that kind of comes out of nowhere. Okay. Uh, we're yeah. going to – Bobby Drano asks – I also love Bobby Drano. How many times uh, did you hit your head making carpoolers? And that was actually oh, well over five. Uh, and then uh, just uh, was most of carpoolers shot uh, in the in traffic. Is that was that realistic? <laughs> no, actually, none of it was. We always shot any car scenes in green screen. So Are you serious? In that way, it was oh. more false I than they Cloverfield. Were sh- I thought that's what the the traffic jam was on the four or five. No, no, unfortunately, <laughs> it was not. So that's maskers. We, you know, I threw it out there with Twitter and said, hey. Does anybody have any questions? But now, yeah. once, once now that you know how it works, once you've heard, I thought this, that was pretty darn successful. I felt really good about. I it. I feel good about the show, and we're gonna, you know, I feel like this is the start of something very special here with uh, cashing in with TJ Miller because we really want to get a lot to bring into, to the world. We want to get into the philosophy and ethics and yeah, politics and what's where we've been, comedy, everything, futon philosophy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And we're not going to be doing. There's so much out there. We'll talk about. Well, yes, we'll talk about movies. Yes, yeah. we'll talk about pop culture. Yeah. Yes, we will touch on politics. Right, but we're not yes, here to. Yes, we'll discuss. Well, let me just finish the entire yeah, list. Yes, we'll discuss curtains. Yeah, we'll 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 own and operate our own business, and then talk about it, and and it's sort of if it's doing well, and if it goes away. Of course, we will make comments about headwears of different cultures, including turbans and their size, and of course. whether or not they're and, of, and a little and too much. It and don't like forget it gaskets. We'll talk about gaskets, yeah. cars. Whatever. Not you enough need. people talk about gaskets. Yeah, it's sort of the forbidden topic right now. I think the one thing. Gaskets. The one thing we did agree we will not talk about is ball bearings, because I think that that was pretty. That's a pretty hack thing. It's it's been done to it's death with different back. podcasts. Oh, There's t- podcasts that are even like there dedicated are two, to there it. There are five ball bearings podcasts on the yeah. top uh, mechanical podcasts. Yeah. on iTunes. Can you believe that? I know five in the top ten. That's half half of all machine and mechanical related podcasts. Are discussing ball bearings yeah. as the primary subject of the podcast. Yeah. Unbelievable! It's it's amazing. So we'll be talking about all this. We're, we're going to cover every topic. Basically, if you tune in uh, every week, we're going to cover every single topic that you could possibly want us to cover 
That's mm-hmm. who we are. And we're going to close things out with uh, tickling the oracle. Now, we almost called this section uh, Looming with the Fates. Mm-hmm. Which is a great producer, uh, Matt, said, uh, who produces several other podcasts. I don't know if that's yeah. okay to say. But so yeah, Never happen. Not Funny and also uh, Benson's podcast, uh, among others. So we... Uh, uh, he 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 reminded us that in Greek mythology the fates sort of weave the the fabric of human life and so we said looming with the fates you right know, would be possible but we went with tickling the oracle we went with tickling the oracle uh, we also had ascending the mountain on high that ascending was a possibility the on high. and if you guys and, have a preference uh, one way or another hit us up on Facebook or LinkedIn we'll but this is LinkedIn where we discuss uh, just one philosophical question you may be wondering about uh, uh, whether it be your questions about Sisyphus mm-hmm. or whatever else today or syphilis today or syphilis uh, today we're we're going to tackle uh, something that a lot of people have been curious about and that's uh, did Buddha have a weight problem yeah uh, a lot of people think he was big boned uh, but let's face it, he didn't have a very strong core no, yeah and I wanna, uh, it worked for him though I did it did work for him and I want to say a lot of people People think, oh, this seems like kind of a jokey subject, but it is for me. It, it delves into he was a heavy set fellow. We you all was. know that fat Buddha, the smiling Buddha, yeah. the happy fat Buddha. Now, if you reached a state of nirvana, which as you know, I think in the Buddhist you know belief system, everyone has that ability to to get to that point. Very few people do, but if you reach enlightenment, okay, would you stop giving a shit about your weight? Well, I think that's that's what you have to decide as you grow older. At a certain point, when yeah. you're married and you have no one left to impress, do you just let it all go? Because it worked for Buddha. If you'd put Buddha on the cross, he would have fallen right off. Yeah, that's right. that's exactly yeah, true. Buddha off the bone. Would you? you know, it, it would have been. So you really you have to wonder if you just let it go. Would you? Do you do that though? I mean, you're married to a lovely woman. You have a son. Are you, have you decided to kind of let your weight go? Do you care about the way that your looks? Yeah, you know, I'm not letting it go at the, yet. Okay. Yeah. But you think there could be a point when you said it's boot belly time? Well, I think if this podcast takes off, uh, then I won't be uh, on stage as much. If it takes off, your pants will be being taken off. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think you got to let yourself go at a certain point. We're all going to die a little too skinny or a little too fat. And you don't want to go out hungry. You don't, you don't want to go out on the yeah. hungry tip. I, I, think, I think if I had really reached enlightenment, whatever he knew led him to sort of be okay with being real heavy set and happy i think yeah i, I, I could see myself doing he that. wasn't smiling a lot because he had like sex a lot he was just eating a shitload of candy yeah it well, was mainly just, but also anything that he wanted yeah I mean, if you if you can eat anything that you want and you're happy about it and you're not worried well then okay i think enlightenment must be a thing where you stop caring about you know human connection and relationships that aren't based on the understanding of who the person is at their core and the shedding of superficial beliefs and all that sort of stuff that's got to let you have a oh yes i was actually henry i was actually yes i was actually in india and you see a lot of buddhist monks Mm -hmm. and they walk around in robes they uh they sleep a lot Mm mm-hmm and uh, they and how they, were their effigies? And <laughs> their effigies were solid, solid effigies. Yeah, uh, they uh, they they sing a lot, mm-hmm. and uh, really they're sort of like the modern day uh, stoners, really. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They did sort of the uh, Buddhist. They thing. fast. Yeah, they are fasting. Well, stoners don't usually do that. I think usually if you're smoking pot, you're eating a lot as well. Yeah. But I do. I like uh, I, I like the Buddhist religion. I like the idea of enlightenment, and I like eating. 
I like all three of those things. Seemed like Buddha had that figured out, right? Yeah, Buddha. So, so I guess we're in conclusion uh, to our first cashing in with uh, T.J. Miller. We conclude that Buddha did not have a weight problem. Buddha, I don't think he had a weight problem. I think he had it all figured out. I think that uh, we, I, I prefer. I think we both prefer a bag woman, homeless or not, over a shoe woman. Um, and you know what? Girls would not want either of those things if they were enlightened. Right. right, we would both prefer that. Uh, you would not prefer a pouch. I would. Uh, your forehead hurts. It did. It did. It's feeling. It's your feeling car's fine being now. stolen as we speak. Yes, car was stolen. They called us about it. He called us from the car. Ha <laughs> ha! This Nissan Juke is just okay. That's what he said as he sped away. Um. Yeah, and that and that we uh, we felt good about the lightning round. I'm excited about the sections, and we're always open to the listeners to tell us what you liked. What you didn't like as much, and any ideas that you have for us to talk about. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you for being with us for our maiden voyage. And thanks for letting us cash in with you. I'm TJ Miller. I'm Cash Levy. At not TJ Miller on Twitter, at cashing in with TJ Miller on Twitter. And my website is TJ Miller does not have a website.com. Cash? Cashlevy.com. Thanks, guys. We'll see you again see you soon. Next week. Now for the outro music that we always have that is the same and is pre recorded. Yeah. Cash in. In.